If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end... It's up to you, because only you can save your baby. Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, darling. And welcome, my listeners, to today's edition of Real Christianity. And I'm happy today to have uh, two women in my studios, Liz Finney. Yes, good morning. And Mary Kid Gonzalez. Morning, and um, these uh, delightful women are part of Silent No More. Silent No More. Um, why don't you uh, explain what that? Why that is named that, Liz? Silent No More um, actually originated as um, a promotion that was created years and years ago by women that wanted to legalize abortion, so that women. Uh, weren't going and getting illegal abortions. Um, So ironic enough, we decided to use that same campaign, but apply it to the actualities of what are happening today in our society, that abortion is hurting women, legal or illegal. Um, Our particular campaign um, fills that abortion um, due to our personal experiences um, is an unthinkable choice yeah. for women. In fact, and you know, Silent No More today, of course, stands for the idea that women who had an abortion and have been silent in the past and have just gone on with their life and hidden it from the world. They're not going to be silent about it anymore. They're going to say, wow, that was so wrong. And I was so hurt by that. And I'm still grieving over it. And I would, and you want to tell your sisters, don't do this. Yes, I feel it's my obligation um, through the Lord's forgiveness because I have had an abortion um, that I need to get the message out that having an abortion um, is a pain that you will carry with you for a lifetime um, and that it is um, unnecessary. There's help out there uh, for for all women or even fathers that are dealing with this where where the mother the child wants to go and get an abortion but they don't um you can always contact us um on our website um we also are available um on our phone number which give is us, give us sure one 800 395 help one 800 395 help 
So it's it's your your campaign is just like mine, which is number one, to tell women who are pregnant and considering abortion, no, don't do that. We'll help you find an, another way. You can we'll help you with the resources to have and keep your baby, or we'll help you with the resources to have and adopt your baby out to a good home. Yes. Um, and then secondly, we want to reach out to the people, the women and the men who have had abortions and tell them that there's hope for you, help for you, forgiveness for you in the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, there is help. I, I hid from uh, forgiveness from the Lord for 23 years, um, and that's why I am silent no more. I want to get the message out to um, the millions of, of men and women that are affected with this just the way I was. Um, you no longer need to keep your back turned to the Lord. Uh, you, you can go back and be forgiven. You know, there are people who have are, have things happen in their lives and it keeps them from being saved. And I knew, I knew a man who was smoking and he just couldn't believe that he could walk with the Lord and smoke. And so that kept him from receiving Christ as Savior. And, and I'm sure there are women who have had an abortion thinking, oh, God would never have a relationship with me after I did that. But that's just the opposite. God's looking for the broken. God's looking for the brokenhearted that want help. And if you're a woman who's had an abortion, uh, God loves you and he wants you back. You know, I, one of the reasons I, I started this campaign is I was listening one day on the radio and this woman came on and she, was, uh, she had called into the radio station and she said, you know, when I was 25, I had an abortion without really thinking about it. And I went the next 20 years partying and not really thinking about it. And then when I turned 45, I realized I had killed the only son or daughter I would ever have. And that so broke my heart when I heard her say that. I said, I've got to do more. That just breaks my heart. I bet you, I bet you there are people listening today who would, will look in their heart and think, I've, I've killed the only son or daughter I would ever have. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I also believe that there's men and women hurt um, and crying out for the Lord sitting in our pews and our chairs in church um, that need to ask God for forgiveness and know that they're not alone. Um, so I, and not, not obviously just in church, but um, throughout the, society. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but they're everywhere. Um, we have an estimation of over, right around 45% of women um, have had abortions. So you could be walking down the street and it's almost every other woman. Um, so you're not alone. Um, and in addition to that, we do um, have um, information and studies indicating um, just all the problems that come along with abortions, um, years of uh, drug abuse, alcoholism, right, right, right. depression, Right. Um, Trying to deal with that pain of what happened. Neglecting your children. Yeah. That you end up do having because um, you can't forgive yourself for the child that yeah. you aborted. Yeah. Um, so there's all kinds of um, issues that come up after abortion. And God is ready. See, what's so sad about that is God is re- ready to forgive. And Mary, you you know about that. You had an abortion at age 20. Um, yes, I was living in rural Arkansas, and I was going to nursing school, and this was um, over 30 years ago, 
And there weren't a lot of alternatives if you wanted to stay in school. And I was in a bad marriage, so I decided to have an abortion so I could continue um, and finish nursing school. You had other plans. I had other plans. It didn't include that innocent child growing in your womb. No, no. So I denied that child the very right to exist. And I do feel this is a civil rights issue, most definitely. I mean, if you can't exist, you can't help with poverty or all the world's problems that are out there. So to me, this is the fundamental and essential uh, fight for Christians right now in America. Um, and I also feel the devil is most present in this very issue. Yeah. And well, you know, what must God think when he looks at this country? When it, he sees we, that we are killing more than a million innocent children every year, what, what could he think? But, but what could he think except what a terrible, sinful nation this is? Oh, exactly. And, you know, we what may be the richest nation in the world, but rich in what? You know, how much satisfaction do people really get from their material gains? I know for myself, it's never enough. You cannot have um, enough material success to make up for that that loss of the human being that, that, that you murdered yourself with your own choice. Yeah. What, what did it, you're now a volunteer with um, Silent No More, remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what, how did, what was your, your, um, journey like from uh, being a 20-year-old who aborted a child to now? How did you turn that around? How did, what did you do? What did, you, did you go through a, a period where you tried not to think about it? I think I immediately went into not denial. I think I was always a very independent person. I think I chose right after that abortion to not think about it, to just block it out, uh, to go on with my life. And then later I decided to rationalize my choice because it continued to eat at me. I mean, this is the death of your child. You will never, ever get over it. You may right. forgive yourself and feel the forgiveness mm-hmm. of our Lord, but it's with you. So I had my layers of uh, denial and rationalization. And eventually I came to a point in my life where I had to be off work for five months. I had surgery and I started listening to, um, Catholic radio and Christian radio. And, um, Abortion was a nonstop talk, topic, and I found myself going from anger, uh, the attitude of, why can't they talk about anything else, to <laughs> finally, finally, you know, finally, uh, the Lord Jesus was so forgiving and so kind and, yes. and filled me with the grace yes. to see the truth. Yeah. And uh, then it was uh, um, two days of total mortification and shame, I have to say. I, I saw my pride which was really the root of why I'd had the abortion in the first place. And I saw who I really was, and, and, I, and I felt the forgiveness of our Lord Jesus. So, oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, I so appreciate our Catholic brothers and sisters because they're so strong on this, on this topic. I, I honor them, and I appreciate them. They're, they seem to be stronger than our pro, the Protestants, but um, God bless the Catholics for holding up that standard. And, you know, you got tired of hearing about it because it was— killing you to hear about how bad it was. And, you know, sometimes I'm sure that there are some people who turned off this broadcast today because, oh, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that. And they've turned me off and turned us off today. But we're just going to stay at it because we have a message of life and light and hope and forgiveness because you can't go back and relive that, but you can get forgiveness from God for it. And I know God will forgive you. Oh, I don't know if he will. Yes, he will. Because when Jesus was being crucified, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you come to Jesus, if you're a woman listening to me or a man, 
because men have abortions too. If you come to Jesus and say, Lord, please forgive me, he's going to say, I do forgive you because you didn't know what you were doing. And he'll begin to, to forgive you and you begin to have light and forgiveness in your life. And then there's programs you can get into, which um, Liz and I, Liz, you, you and I were talking about that. There's programs where you go through counseling and then at the end of the program, there's a memorial service for the baby that was killed. Yes. That, and, it, um, that would be called Rachel's Vineyard. Right. Um, and there's other uh, programs available also. And you can always go on to the silentnomoreawareness.org website. Mm -hmm. um, and we have connections to all that information for you. Let me say something to um, the people that have uh, younger children. I'm by, I'm by younger, I mean like teenager, 20s. Uh, if your daughter comes to you and says, I'm pregnant, I don't know what to do. I pray you tell your daughter, oh, honey, we'll help you. That's yes. what you have to do. Do not say, well, let's get an abortion. No, no, we're not going to say that to our the children we've loved and raised. We're not going to tell them, get an abortion. We're going to say, we're going to help you. Oh, you're going to be disappointed when you hear that they're pregnant. Yes. That's not the way you raised them. I understand that. You're going to be somewhat disappointed in them for making that choice, but you can't kill an innocent baby because you're mad at your daughter or your son. Some of the testimonies that you'll find on our website also are from the grandparents yes. of the aborted child. Yes. Um, we also have testimonies of nurses and workers at these um, abortion clinics. Right. So um, this message really reaches out you know, to the entire society. Yeah. I, I think one thing, too, for, for women who are listening um, that are Catholic or just believe in the concept of penance, for me, it wasn't enough just to know I was forgiven by Jesus Christ. I felt an obligation to do something, to try to make it up for right, our Lord. Right. And um, I, my three children have been raised pro-choice, so I had a lot of work to do. But I want listeners to know it's never too late. Please, if nothing else, you don't have to admit you know, it's we're the last group that hasn't come out of the closet, but you can re-educate your children. Please do not repeat the mistake. And I found that I thought my kids would hate me when I admitted my past to them, each of them individually at the right time. But um, it's brought us much closer together, and all three of them are strongly pro-life. And even my 15-year-old son, women, talk to your sons because they can be so influential. And if they're a teenager old enough to create a baby, they're old enough to hear this message. Right. And um, bring them with you to the Walk for Life. Bring them with you to pray in front of the abortion clinics. Um, it's You will feel you are at the foot of the cross, I'm without a doubt. And yeah. uh, the loving presence of Jesus yeah. is always there. Yes. You know, I was down uh, uh, at Planned Parenthood on B Street in Sacramento. The killing day are Tuesdays and Fridays. And so I've, I've been down there on some of those days. And one, there was a, a, a Christian brother. I probably a Catholic brother who was standing there and he's and we were standing there on the sidewalk looking in and he said in a loud voice they released Barabbas and crucified Jesus and that's what's going on in the abortion clinic they're releasing Barabbas but crucifying Jesus they're choosing the wrong thing to do they are killing the innocent baby and they're crucifying Jesus so that's when you said standing at the foot of the cross, that really reminded me of what it feels like. 
if you want to feel your conscience returned, go back to the abortion clinic yeah. because they kill your conscience and they kill your baby when they perform the abortion. And they kill a part of you. Exactly. Well, um, I'm so glad to have you guys here. We're raising up a standard. We're raising up and bringing light on this hidden, terrible thing. And we're doing it because we love these women, we love these children, in Jesus' name. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with your host, Attorney Mosley Collins. You can get a free copy of today's message on CD or any of Mosley's other messages by calling our office at 916-444-4444. Now let's get back to today's message. Welcome back. Let me read to you, my listeners, something that's from Matthew chapter 25 and begins at verse 31. And Jesus is talking, he says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and the holy angels with him, and he will sit on the throne of his glory, and all nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will say to him, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When do we ever see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when do we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of these, the least of my brethren, you did it to me. And then he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then they will answer and say to him, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them, saying, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of these, the least of my brethren, you did not do it unto me. Now, that, that scripture is a wonderful scripture, and it's, it's all about helping the poor and the needy. But who is... I want you to think for a minute how that would apply to the unborn innocent child. You know, the unborn innocent child is the least of Jesus' brethren. They have no voice. They have no vote. They have no money. They have no weight in our society. They're the throwaways. And Jesus is going to say to us on Judgment Day, if you help those innocent unborn children, you are helping me. And if you agreed to throw them away and to kill them, you are killing me. That's the heart of God for these children. Don't you believe? Absolutely. Uh, without a question. Yeah. That, I want us to think about that as we go through our day. When we have, whatever we do to these unborn children, we're doing to Jesus. If we honor them, if we help them, if we help them have life, then we're doing that for Jesus. And if we turn our backs on them, if we let them go into the abortion clinic and be aborted and pulled to pieces and thrown into the trash and burned. We've done that to Jesus, and he's, he's breaking his heart. 
That's what I believe. What do you guys think? I think that, again, I just want to bring the presence of the devil into this because I think with an abortion, I've, I've thought about this, that you cannot see what is happening. Right. The abortionist comes in, you may not even see him, and you've got a drape, so you don't see what's coming, literally coming out of you. And it's another way the devil keeps that denial going. And yeah. the fact, too, that we're the only group that has not come out of the closet in America. It's apparently fine for everyone else, but the shame. Because deep inside, even if you say you're pro-choice, we know this is wrong. We know it's murder, yeah. or more people would speak up that they've had one. You know what's so shocking to me is that people like Barbara Boxer, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, these people we elect, they're, they they get uh, they get awards from abortion groups for being so pro-abortion or pro-woman, which that is not pro. That is so not pro-woman. And the real the real phrase is not pro is really not pro-choice. The real phrase is pro-choice to kill the baby because that's the choice they're giving you. So do you really want to be pro-choice to kill the baby? Do you want to stand before God on Judgment Day? Do you want to be Barbara Boxer, Nancy Pelosi, Diane Feinstein, and stand before God? having the blood of these children on you? No, you don't. You know, here's what the Bible says in Matthew 18.10. Jesus talking, he says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for their angels, I tell you, always behold the face of my Father in heaven. And that would apply to these unborn babies. They have angels in heaven that are looking at the face of God. And we have got, we are, we are called by God to help these babies and their mothers in the name of Jesus. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Real Christianity. This program is sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you need wise legal counsel. Attorney Mosley Collins has been helping injured people for over 28 years. He knows how to win your case. You can reach Attorney Mosley Collins and his legal staff by calling our office at 916-444-4444. There is never a charge until he wins your case. So just remember, dial all fours for legal help. Now here's a final word from Mosley. Thank you, Lisa. I don't want to end today's program without asking you, my listener, a very important question. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm not asking you if you go to church. I'm not asking you if you call yourself a Christian. I'm asking you, do you have a daily, personal relationship with Jesus? Have you ever prayed to receive Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, or if you're not sure, call me at my office and I will take the time to pray with you and I will send you a free Bible. If you have any doubt concerning this, I hope you will call me, and we will pray together for you to receive Christ and the gift of eternal life. Thank you for listening. From all of us here at Real Christianity, we pray that God will bless you and keep you, and that you will live in the love of Jesus.
If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end... It's up to you because only you can save your baby. 